have a hallelujah down in your soul this morning and that you are, your mind, your soul, your body is ready, uh, beyond ready to give God a praise, to give him glory, to magnify him above everything, above every situation, no matter how difficult it might be. I've been in some difficult situations where it seemed like praising God at that moment was, was tough. It was rough, but it didn't dethrone him. And so therefore he still deserved a praise. Uh, whether you have tears in your eyes, he deserved a praise. He deserved a praise when things are good, when things are bad, when things are ugly. God still deserves a praise. Certainly, we thank and praise God for his goodness on this 30th day of May 2021. Thank God for each of you that are that are with us. Thank God for his grace and his mercy. This is a new day. This is a day that the Lord has made, and we can rejoice and be glad in it. We're going to go into the word of God, uh, but you know, there's, there's so much that uh, in my heart that I like to surrender unto the Lord, you know, and, and we're evolving uh, as Christ and uh, in, in Christ and what the Lord is doing and, and what he is saying. We're learning and we're learning about doing some things. And, and so want to encourage you this morning uh, that you yourself, you want to evolve, you want to grow in Christ. And so uh, you, you want to do that. You want to do that. You want to do that just like you want to grow in any and every situation that you may be in. On the job, in school, you want to grow. Amen? You want to grow. You don't, you don't want to be stagnated, but you want to grow. And, and so... Uh, that's what the Lord, he said, I would that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul would prosper. And so as we get prepare our hearts for the word of God, I just want you to think about his goodness. As you meditate, because we're going, we're going someplace, we're going someplace. And so as we uh, go, you know, I want you to meditate, bring yourself into a certain place. Bless you, Jesus. We're going to go to the book of Revelation, the first chapter. You know, you can turn your device or your Bible there now, but, you know, while we're, before we go into the Word of God, I just want to meditate a little bit on exactly what our mission in life is.
open to you. You know, I just want to say yes to your will, yes to your ways. Lord God, whatever it is that you're calling for in these last and evil days, Lord God, yes, yes, yes. Again, we want to greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And you are listening to Sunday Morning Live that is inside SML, inside the pages. This is Pastor Carl Henderson. And again, we want to invite you to, to join in with us at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. That is Pomona, California. Now, we're going into the book of Revelation. We're going to be teaching from Revelation 
as long as God permits. Uh, and so we're starting with Revelation, uh, the first chapter, uh, verse 1 through 3. The, the book of Revelation, the book of Revelation. And so, uh, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your goodness, your grace, Lord God. Thank you for your mercy, Lord, and for each one of the sound of my voice. Lord God, those that are present, those that are near and far, we pray and ask that you would bless them, Lord. Lord, you just bless them as they hear your word. Bless them, Lord God, as they read your word. Bless them, O oh Lord God, as they have said yes to your will, Lord God. Lord God, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your grace and mercy today, Lord Jesus, and, and ask that you would bless, Lord God, those that are sick in their body, heal them. Lord God, those that are in the valley of decision, bring them out. Lord Jesus, we pray and ask, Lord God, that uh, if there's any habits right now, addictions, Lord God, you're able to heal them. Lord Jesus, we know this uh, for a fact, Lord God, that you're able to remove the taste, Lord Jesus, and replace it with something better. Lord Jesus, that lines up with your word. Father, we thank you right now for your kindness, Lord Jesus, and I pray and ask that blessing upon the people that are right now in Jesus name. Amen. The book of Revelation, the book of Revelation, it's not a book that that many like to read because they say it's somewhat difficult to understand. It's a little difficult. So it seems, but actually you have been reading bits and pieces of Revelation throughout the scriptures. Uh-huh. Uh, it just wasn't uh, compact, but it was spread out through the scripture. And so uh, uh, not as much detail as we see in Revelation, but it is spread out. Uh, the Bible said that Enoch prophesied uh, that the Lord was going to return with 10,000 of his saints. Now, we don't read that in Genesis, where Enoch walked with God and was not because the Lord took him, which obviously the Lord was pleased with his lifestyle. But what lifestyle are you living today? All of us is living some type of lifestyle. And in order for us to stand in the presence of God, uh, we need to live a sanctified lifestyle. And that's where saints come from. We're saints. We're sanctified. And, and the Lord has called his people saints since uh, their deliverance uh, way back then, yes. And so um, I, I like the fact of what God calls us and not what men have called us, what not what have been adopted by uh, cliches and adopted by uh, uh, Constantine of Rome, adopted by the Council of the Nice. Uh, but I like what God has, has to say about us, saints, believers. Uh, followers, disciples, you know, so uh, in the book of Revelation, Revelation, it says the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angels unto his servant, John who bear record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all things that he saw. 
Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. Now, if the time was at hand when John received this, where are we today? Bless your Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Where are we at right now? We know that from our, our study and our continuing study in the book of Ezekiel on Tuesdays that the Lord has been preparing his people and that included chastisement because of the, the hardness of their heart, they're rebelling, wanting to be like other nations and, you know, and, and that's what gets us in trouble. We want to be like other people instead of what God has called us to be. And so... Uh, we know in, it's just been 73 years ago that a prophecy fulfilled. We know that, uh, uh, that from the time he received it, Ezekiel received that prophecy, it was about 2,600 years, and then here we are. We, uh, and, and so uh, there are others. Jesus, the, the, the revelation says, the time is at hand. It's present. And so uh, a thought this morning, and as the blessing is inside the pages, inside the pages. That's where we are. That's where we are. We are inside the pages. The book of Revelation or, in, or Revelation is the unveiling of something that was hidden. Uh, there has been a number of visions and direct communications given to the servants of God. Now, the book of Psalms is noted for what? Songs, prayers, poetry. But what is not, you know, uh, talked about, at least to me, at least, uh, least what has not been told to me uh, that I can recall uh, is that besides the songs and the praise of his power and creation and deliverance of Israel, what has not been emphasized is the multiple passages of scripture dealing with Christ's return. Because when we talk about Revelation, we are talking about his return. Psalms 53 through 6 says, Our God shall come and shall not keep silent. A fire shall devour before him, and it shall be very tempted. Round about him, he shall call to the heavens from above and to the earth, and that he may judge his people. When we get into Revelation, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about uh, the eschatology, the end of all things, judgment. It goes on to say, gather my people together unto me. What is that? That's what we talk about when we say being caught up. First uh, Thessalonians 4 and 16, gather my people together. When we talk about rapture, being caught away uh, quickly, gather my people together. Those that have made a covenant. So his people are those of us that have made a covenant with him. Uh, those of us that are sacrificing the pleasure of sin, 
so that we may be found pleasing in his sight. And the heaven shall declare his righteousness, for God is judge himself. Salah. Now, for you Bible students, I'm just going to throw this out there and we'll come back to it another day. But I believe the, the scripture, as we read all through the scripture, uh, that we'll stand at the judgment seat of Christ. All judgment is given to him. So, uh, uh, you Bible students, you can you can go in and do a little research on that. Who is who is the actual judge? Daniel twelve one through two says, and at that time shall Michael stand up, the great prince which standeth for the people, uh, for the children of thy people, and shall be a time of trouble. So we know that we're talking about a time of trouble. Where's that trouble at? It's at hand. Which as never was since there was a nation. So this is going to be something that uh, no one has ever, World War I, World War II, uh, none of the wars that you can even think about will measure up to what is going to transpire. And at that time, thy people shall be delivered, and everyone that shall be found written in the book. What book? The Lamb's Book of Life. The book that Moses mentioned. The book that has been mentioned throughout Scripture. So only those, uh, there is a remnant that's going to be delivered, and though every one of us that a name is found written in the book of and many of them that sleep. Some have fallen asleep. Some have gone on without us. And they're in the dust of the earth. They're going to wake up. This is what Daniel is saying. They're going to wake up. Some to everlasting life. I know that all of us dream and think about waking up to everlasting life. Some think of everlasting life as, as they party that they have right now. That includes whatever they're drinking, whatever they're smoking, whatever they're shooting up on, whatever they're doing, uh, uh, that they have surrendered, they have sacrificed their life to, that it's going to be all right. I'm going to wake up and that party is still going to continue. It's going to be a different party that's going on. It's not going to be the same party uh, that, that, that uh, we consider as a party here or, you know, good time here. It's going to be different. Some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contentment. So some are going to be surprised. Some are not. Because uh, to them it's a myth. And so they have a lot to say about the myth. I have a, uh, a few things to say about myths. Uh, first thing is I don't believe in them. And, and so uh, what I do believe in is the word of God. Because the word of God has proven itself over and over and over again. Joel 2 and 28. Uh, that's what I'm starting at. It, it says, and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. 
and your sons, LG, your sons, your sons' sons, children, shall prophesy. Sometimes uh, God moves upon a child and the child says something and, and you know that what they're speaking is true. You know what they're speaking was the spirit of the Lord that moved upon them. Uh, God knows how to use, that's why he said, suffer not the children to come to me. They're innocent. I can use them. They're not contaminated. They're not like you. And so you and I, but he said, your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Children are not too young to receive the Holy Ghost. Matter of fact, I know some that receive the Holy Ghost uh, in their early years. 10, 8, 9, 10 years old. And the Lord began to use them. The Lord can use them just like someone can be uh, established as a king. You know, we read that throughout history and advisors and, and trained mentor and we find that throughout the scripture as well ministers ministers you may have a calling on your life doesn't mean that you don't need training uh, the bible talks about the school of the prophets you need training you need understanding instead of just running and uh beating at the wind just running with a with a uh a hiccup and a Honda, you know, just running and, and not being properly trained. You need to be trained. Your old man shall dream dreams and your young man shall see visions. And also upon the servants and upon the, thy handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit. Now I want you to, 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 to highlight that in your mind, those days. That in those days I will pour out my spirit and I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness. My God, thank you, Jesus. And the moon into blood. Before the great and terrible day of the Lord come and it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. Now, I want you to know, and the reason I was saying thank you, thank you, Lord, is because I felt that unction in my spirit that by the time we get through the, through the, uh, some of these teachings, you're gonna, uh, there's going to be a blessing poured out here. Uh, there's going to be a blessing poured into your spirit. Uh, as this teaching goes on, if you recall, we have encountered uh, multiple blessings within this year in itself as we have been have continued teaching and receiving of the Lord. Well, I'm, I'm telling you to expect more. The Bible says, for in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance. And the Lord hath said in the remnant whom he shall call. Now, on Tuesday, no, Thursday, I mentioned something, and I want to make sure I'm clear on that because I, I said that, that there is something that triggered. There's a trigger. And uh, I, I didn't see a response, um, but uh, here's an answer for that. Uh, that Peter stood up in Acts 2 and 16, and he gave them a, a message. He said, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. 
and it shall come to pass in the last days. So they recognized the last, that this was something that was spoken of by the prophet that would occur in the last days. So since there has been an outpouring of the spirit of God, then that tells us that we are in the, we're in the last days. This information was received before John. Uh, the scripture says for the prophet, uh, they, uh, for the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men, those that were sanctified, those that were set aside, those that had the gift of prophecy, those that allowed the spirit of the Lord to move upon them, spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. However, none of these prophets provided us with the detailed information about the time of Jacob's trouble. Uh, Jacob's trouble, like the revelation of Jesus Christ is to John. Jacob's trouble is not just a phrase, but it is something that the prophet Jeremiah received. Jeremiah 30 and 7 says, Alas, for the day is great, and there and so that none is like it. What we're talking about was going to transpire over a number of days, months, leading into years. There's nothing like it. It is even the time of Jacob's trouble, but he shall be saved out of it. Jacob, Jacob's trouble. Jacob, who's going to be saved out of it? His descendants. Not everyone, no, not everyone, not everyone. You say that again in case someone didn't, not everyone. If you're here during the time of Jacob's trouble, and I know the teaching about you can be saved and during that time and, uh, you know, and all, but listen, let me, let me just appeal to your common sense. Let, I, I, your common sense. All right, I, I, your common sense. If you can't live saved right now with all the help that God has given us, his spirit, his word, his name, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How are you going to survive during that time when the name of Jesus has been removed? Uh-huh. There's coming a day that the name of Jesus is not going to exist for salvation. Paul said it like this. He said, we are in a dispensation of grace, which means this is an a amount of time that Daniel did not see. When Daniel saw the Messiah cut off, he did not see a dispensation of grace. So Paul said, this is where we are right now. We are in the, so what happens when the dispensation of grace comes to an end? Now we're in the book of Ezekiel and Ezekiel is going to talk about the time of the, the, the outer court being removed. The outer court represents the time of the Gentiles. We'll go into that more of that another day. 
But if you cannot do what's right now, how are you going to do what's right then? I'm just not going to take the mark of the beast. Well, you know, I already took every other mark. How are you going to resist that? Hungry? Can't buy nothing? You know, uh, they've already started implementing the, the, uh, the fastest for this. You know, you heard it mentioned already, because I, I know I mentioned it. Sweden already has money lists. China, Hong Kong, they, they are removed in that, and we have started to move in that direction as well. It's already been tested out. They mentioned it on the news. And what you get on the news is just the a, just a tip of the iceberg. So you know it's much larger, much bigger. How are you going to resist when the Bible says uh, the Antichrist Speaks one, speaks multiple languages. Very, very, uh, what's the word I want to use? Is um, charismatic. Going to win your heart over. You're going to believe that he is a savior. And especially with the signs and wonders that he's going to do, even to bring an image to life. Common sense. You can't call up on the name of the Lord now, but you, all of a sudden you're going to live and do all that you want to do and enjoy all the pleasure that you want to enjoy and then, and then I'm going to surrender to the Lord after he has taken his people out of here. Well, who's going to preach to you if his people are gone? Someone said, uh, uh, the, the prophets, the two prophets that are going to come, those two prophets are not for you. The time of the Gentiles is over. Listen, I'm ahead of myself, so let, let, me, let, me, let me go back. Jacob's trouble is a reference to the seven-year tribulation period where the remnant of his descendants shall be saved. Now, Revelation 1, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which gave which gave uh, unto him to show unto his servants, uh-huh, his servants, he's showing this to his servants, things which must shortly come to pass, and he sent and signified it by his angels unto his servant John, who bear record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all that saw. Did you know that during the tribulation period, men are going to curse God because of the the pain and suffering that they're in. The Bible says that. So you're going to blast, they're going to blaspheme God because of the afflictions. The Bible said that now it's the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. But if his goodness is taken from the earth, how are you going to repent? All of a sudden, you're going to have the willpower to make a change. There are more scriptures. The Bible said he saves us. He calls us that, that we're not to endure the wrath to come. But yet there are those that say, I'm willing to go through that. Oh, my God. Please don't be offended by what I say. But that's a fool. 
of a thought to have. You're depending upon your own willpower. And here it is, God crucified, risen again to give us, to empower us. Paul is saying repent. Peter is saying repent. Everyone is saying repent, change your ways now so that you can be saved. But yet you're, you're saying that after all this time, I'm going to do it my way. Because of what was told to me that I could do it my way and get away with it. No, you can't. That's not what the word of God says. Jesus wanted John to see and understand the eschatology, the end of all things. That is the death, judgment, and final destiny of the soul of men. The message was not to be concealed, but delivered to his servants. So this message has been ringing down from generation to generation to generation so that we can be prepared. Whether we fall asleep or we're woke, we need to be prepared. What John was about to receive was known by those that once beheld the presence of the Lord. Matthew 8 and 29. What do you, uh, uh, listen, this question is being asked by demons. This question is being asked by angelic beings that once stood in the presence of God and now have been cast out because of rebellion. What do you want with us, son of God? They shouted. Have you come to torment us before the appointed time? So demons know that there is an appointed time. Luke 4 and 33 and 34 says, and in the synagogue there was a man which had a spirit of unclean, of an unclean devil. You, you want to know what's wrong with some folks? They have a spirit. They have a spirit and they need to be delivered. But they have mental illness. Some have mental illness. But they still need to be delivered. And God has the power to deliver. He has, he can regulate and let me tell you, there are people that have mental illness that know enough what to do and what not to do, which means that they are accountable for being saved. Uh-huh. They're accountable because they're being taught. They're being taught. But this man had an unclean spirit, the Bible says. And he cried out with a loud voice, saying, let us alone. So he didn't just have one. What have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Art thou come to destroy us? I know thee who thou art, the Holy One of God, the sacrifice. I know. And so here you are. Have you come to destroy us? So spirits know that there is a day and time. And so when they encountered Jesus, they knew who he was. And was afraid because of judgment. How about you today? How about you? You heard the word of God. Do you compromise it? Do you make excuses? You know, we, we compromise when we when we 
and when we embrace a false sense of assurance that once saved, always saved. And that's not true. Once saved is not always saved. You could be saved and, and, and decide you're going to take matters into your own hand and, and go out and do some things and die in sin. Those spirits knew. Maybe you are one of uh, those who say uh, uh, that stuff is old. Uh, that, that's just a preacher. Uh, you know, uh, you have a different gospel. Uh, maybe you're a pew preacher. That's what we used to call them, pew preachers, because the church had pews. You know, we have chairs now, but uh, they have pews, and so we call them pew preachers. Uh, Monday morning quarterbacks. And, you know, running their own plays uh, on the next day. But Galatians 1, 8 and 9 says, Though we, though we, or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you, than that which have preached unto you, let him be accursed. As we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that he have received, let him be accursed. So anything outside of what is being exhorted through the scripture, as Peter says, save yourself from this untorn generation. Anything that is being exhorted outside of what God, the word of God says, <coughs> excuse me, of what the word of God says uh, is a curse. Anything or anyone, any person, any dream, any vision that you have, or the angel told me that, that you know, I can live what I, and, and do what I want to do and, and I'll survive uh, the tribulation is a curse. That's deception. And deception is a curse. John, 1 John 1, and, and I, I'm coming to a, a close with, with this. This is going to bring us into an area of sobriety. Well, actually, it already has. And there's nothing wrong with being sober-minded, having our minds stirred up. Because when you stir, you live right. And when you live right, you have something to rejoice about. The Bible said the joy of the Lord is your strength. There's somebody need to repent this morning. Somebody need to ask God to forgive them of their sin. Uh, maybe you misthought things incorrectly. Uh, maybe someone didn't teach you or tell you that. I, I was witnessing to someone and they said, you know, I, I, was, I was not told that. Well, uh, when I crossed their path later, they took advantage of what was told to them and, and they got saved. Yes. Man, they would, the Shekinah glory appeared on them. And they've gone on since then to be with the Lord. You want the truth. The whole truth. Nothing but the truth. John said that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life, for the life was manifested and we have seen it. And we bear witness and we show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifest unto us. 
that which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that ye may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. And these things we write unto you that your joy may be filled. Your joy may be filled. God is concerned about your wholeness. Your wholeness, your joy. Your joy, because the joy of the Lord gives you strength. The joy of the Lord helps you maximize your lifestyle with him and minimize your lifestyle in sin. Your joy allows you to feed what is right and to starve what is wrong so that it dries up and dies. The enemy cannot tempt you with something that is drying up and dying uh, because you're starving. I'm starving it. I'm starving it to death. Let's starve sin to death so that it don't reign over our mortal bodies. Let's, let's dry it up with remembrance of the fact that we, the end time, that we are in the last days and we're approaching the, the mark where the revelation in which John has been exposed to is going to begin. I don't have a date. I don't have a time. God only has that in his own mind. He has not given that to any individual. And if you ever hear about anybody making a declaration about them knowing the year, the date, and the time, run, Forrest, run. Run, Forrest. You got to get away from that. Because that is not what the Bible says. And many have gone shipwrecked making such declarations. Stay away from that. That's not what it's about. Because he said, I'm going to come like a thief in the night. And a thief does not give an appointment, a time, a date. But he said, you will know the season. And so the Bible tells us to look up because our redemption Draw nigh. Bless your name, Jesus. Listen, we have a lot to look forward to. God has called us to be blessed. He said, blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the word of this prophecy. So you listening is a blessing. It's an opportunity to receive a blessing. Matter of fact, since we started out, I told you that there's a blessing headed this way. If you want a blessing, you want to then you want to hear what God is saying. You don't want to just read it. You want to hear what he said as well. And you want to keep what God is saying. You want to keep those things. Mighty God. Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your word today. Lord Jesus, we bless you. Lord God, for what you have given unto us. Lord Jesus, we look forward to receiving of your word as you teach us and as you bring things back to remembrance of what we need to know and what we need to be doing. Lord God, we pray and ask these blessings in the name of Jesus. Keep us, Lord. Keep us by your power. Help us, Lord. 
Lord, to be found uh, righteous in your sight. Lord Jesus, help us, Lord. Lord, that we may hear your voice say, well done, good and faithful servant. Lord God, we don't want to be found uh, unknown to you. Lord Jesus, but we want to be known and we know that we are known by the fruits of our work. That every man is known by the words that they speak, by the things that they do. Lord God, help us, Lord Jesus. We want to be known of you. Lord God, we'll continue to give your name the praise and to give you glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. If you have not been baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sin, if you've not dedicated your life unto the Lord or you need to rededicate your life, this is a good day to do that. There is no better day, but this is the best day. I want you to remember uh, the songs of our songstress. And those that you have heard, the artists and producers, uh, respectively, their property, I want you to continue to pray for me as I pray for you, as I pray with you. Uh, bless your name, Jesus. Uh, I pray and ask uh, also that you would be faithful. Pray for your faithfulness as you commit yourself unto the Lord. This is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, Located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, that is Pomona, California. I hope to see you here or to see you there. Until then, God be blessed. Bless him, bless him, bless him.